Don't Be All Like Uncool, a very Bravo podcast. I'm Elizabeth, and I'm joined by my knowledgeable friend, Alex Morand. Hi, Alex. Hi. Well, I'm going to live up to that that knowledgeable tag there, because my tagline this week, um, you have to have a pre-existing knowledge of the song Call Me by Blondie to understand. Don't call me Blondie. Because I never share my wine. Now, if you know the song, you'll go, wow, that was maybe the best tagline in the history of this podcast. And that Alex is very knowledgeable. (laughs) Do either of you know the song? You both are looking at me with blank faces. Call me on the line. Call me, call me any, any time. I only know the chorus, apparently. Wow. We're also joined by my (laughs) lovely sister and our co-host, Julia Baker. Hi, Jules. The only time you'll hear a wine coming out of my mouth is when I drink too much. That was really funny. I liked it. That was good. I like that. that. That's very good. Two wine ones. We both had wine ones, Elizabeth. When you're ready, we can share wine. We can (gasps) share the wine. That's the lyric. Julia, come on. Oh, yeah. Duh. Okay, well, mine has nothing to do with anything. (laughs) This is a generic one. You guys ready? I'll say it once. I'll say it twice. But the second time, I won't be nice. Mm. Solid. Well, we got an exciting week, and I want to jump all the way back in time to Halloween with Atlanta, because I have lots of thoughts. You guys ready to get started? Yes! Yes! Spooky. All right, well, I know our big focus point of Atlanta this week is going to be LaToya, so I have a question for you guys. When Marlo is telling Kenya that LaToya brought up the whole, oh, the alimony that her husband wants alimony from her thing to Kenya and like kind of, you know, said what LaToya had said. Does it matter that she it was candy? Well, that's the thing. OK, but it was candy. But candy didn't tell Kenya. Marlo told Kenya, but candy had talked about it. So keep that in your head for what like. So, like, hold that. No, but that's important. So hold that for a second. But also, when Marlo does tell Kenya, she says, oh, she was talking. Because Kenya's like, why did that even come up? And she said, oh, because LaToya was talking about her own divorce. So she brought up your alimony situation. But that's not true. She brought it up because she was defending Kenya, which Kenya later says that she doesn't want her to fit. Wait, did I just answer my own question? Uh, what what is confused. the question? Does it matter? Does it matter who brought it up? Does it matter that Candy had mentioned it at one point? Does it matter that Marlo said Latoya brought it up for a different reason than she actually did? I think the biggest issue that Kenya has with Toya is Toya is proving herself to be a very loose cannon. I, I agree. I think that she kind of feels like she doesn't really, she's on shaky ground with her. And whatever reason she has for bringing it up feels like a betrayal. Okay. Even though, like, Latoya tries to make it clear that she was doing it in Kenya's, like, defense. But then Kenya's, like, I don't care. You're airing out my personal shit. Yeah, that's kind of... Which I get why Latoya did it, but I also get if I was Kenya, I wouldn't want her saying it, especially in front of people like Portia, who Kenya has a big fat problem with. I feel really bad for Latoya, though. Because I feel like she knows she's in hot water. And so she's trying to shotgun approach her way out of it. So she's trying like multiple different ways to try to earn herself some standing. Yes, getting herself back into the club with right now anyone. And it's all backfiring on her. And then at the end of this episode, she just says, fuck it. 
and goes in deep. Yeah. But she started they, out like that too with Fallon. Oh yeah, she went at Fallon before her like conversation with Kenya. So she, but she's also just running hot. She all did the that time, to Drew be- the first time they met. She said something shitty to Drew. And she did it to Fallon, too. And notice they're both the new people. Mm-hmm. They're both gunning for spots on the show. All three of them, you're right. Fallon, LaToya, and Drew. And to hop back to the Kenya thing for a second, I also feel bad for LaToya because I do think that she was like looking out for Kenya at the niece's party. And Kenya really just does not believe yeah. that. And why does Kenya really turn on LaToya, though? Is Honestly, I think it's the Porsche. Porsche. I don't yep. think so. I don't I, I don't think, think it is. so. And Portia's like, how am I involved? I think maybe part of it, but a huge part is that she betrayed her. She's telling it to not only Portia, a huge group of women. Yeah, but she keeps bringing no, up Elizabeth, Portia. They, they made out. Yeah, oh, she you keeps think it's like a, a makeout session. Yes. Oh, interesting. Yes, I think because that's that's when Kenya turns on her this okay. season. Okay. That's when she starts acting cold towards <sighs> her. You know what? I'm having a hard time keeping everything so straight because in my head because it's all so chaotic and there's so many little pieces that go into every fight. It's the minutia of the drama here. It's why it's. Uh, so we need to talk about this Halloween party. Dense. I have never seen the housewives most of the time. They're party city. Halloween costumes, but this time, this was like makeup costume, whole nine yards. Professionals went and did these girls. They go over to Fallon's, which is set up like a legit haunted house. And then where does the party take place? In her all white pottery barn kitchen with absolutely zero decorations and like a party tray. Embarrassing. Why didn't she not commit? Ah, Here's another time I will stand up for LaToya. LaToya went after Fallon for not serving her her drink. But she was mm-hmm. poorly making the point every other woman made in their confessionals, which is, what the hell is this? We went through something really cool and we've arrived to what? It's just that LaToya yeah. just lacks the subtle shade. She goes in too hot. Well, that's that's a funny thing. I would say usually like, oh, LaToya is doing housewife acting. Like she's trying to get herself a slot I think on the that's show. her. I think so too. I think this I is I agree. It. I think she is just a tragic figure. I think that figure. she is like, well, a shotgun approach, to, like Julia said, to get back into Kenya's good graces when she doesn't like you. It's also a shotgun approach where she just says anything she wants. And Fallon hasn't brought enough for me to, like, care about what LaToya said about her. I mean, so what she says, basically, is um, she makes another, like, crack at her being married to an older man. And who she keeps saying is 65 years old when he is 56. And Fallon always makes that point. She like, stresses that he's 56 but by 65. But isn't Fallon 40? That's, like, not that big, like, of a crazy... She's 32. Oh, never mind. Okay. <laughs> Keep going, Alex. <laughs> But do you think that really warranted what we are led to believe was her running to get a golf club to smash up the car LaToya was in? Assault with a deadly weapon? No. Do we think that was purely a play at like being a housewife cast member? Or was she actually That I felt like was housewife acting. What do you think, Julia? Does Fallon have that in her? Does she have that? It's startling. Oh, does she have it in her to make that sort yeah. of play, you mean? She doesn't come across as yeah. someone who would be able to housewife act. I mean, she was only able to decorate the foyer. She wasn't able to get into the kitchen. <laughs> I know, there wasn't even a pumpkin no. on that little, like, island. But, Julia, this is my evidence for it being housewife acting. Is the opposite 
which is I don't think she has it in her to actually be that mad. Oh, okay. Which is why I think it's housewife acting. I don't know if that makes sense, but... It does, it does. Okay. Because that is such an extreme act. Yeah. And Latoya was gone, so it wasn't real. She was zoomed yeah. away by that point. She wanted to, maybe she planned the whole thing and that's why she wanted the lighting so bright in that kitchen so they could catch her running through. <laughs> yes, maybe <laughs> the white so she could easily bleach the mess afterwards. Well, Latoya <laughs> is on this group trip we have next week and let's see if Fallon goes, but I didn't see her in the promos. But again, promos. Yeah, I'm so excited for this group trip. Oh yeah, don't don't trust them. I know. Candy w- was very scary in her costume. That was one of the scary... I look, could not recognize her at all. You know what? She looked better than Cats the movie, but she did look like Cats on Broadway. It was terrifying. I like Drew's cat <laughs> and I liked also. She was another Broadway cat. Drew's was great. Um, I gotta give a shout out to the Chirons and the editors. Uh, they had the names of their costumes underneath their names. So... Candy was a cat, and then Portia, who was just wearing a pair of ears and a regular shirt, was a domestic cat, which I liked. Good distinction. Real quick, um, Rin to Marlowe, the business, the archive, I would go. I would love to rent a Marlowe. Le archive. Le archive. I, I came on the screen. I was like, Julia, we I love this. I was so excited. I got to make my way to that <laughs> antique mall and rent a Marlowe. And then also Portia said some things that just cracked me up and are worth noting. It's when Kenya and Latoya are having their conversation and they come back and everyone's like, where have you been? And Kenya's like, oh, this mermaid, because Latoya was a mermaid, just needed to go dip herself in water. And Portia's response was, well, she doesn't look wet. Were you getting her wet somewhere else? <laughs> yes. Also, Portia's Portia got Portia's so funny. Also, Portia got away with something that poor Toya cannot get away with because when Fallon was so pissed that Latoya keeps calling her boyfriend husband sixty six, Portia's like, "No, this is what a fifty five year old's house can get." Yeah, and like Portia just gets away with it. She's just the light, and I Mm -hmm. love her. I think that's the difference between Latoya and Kenya, which I'm going to put in the same category, and Portia, which is Portia says it, like Julia said, with a light. She says it with a sense of humor. She's not trying to get at anybody. Mm -hmm. And I think that the women feel that Latoya's only saying anything to get in good graces, so then she can use it to get in somebody else's good graces. And Kenya's just mean-spirited and tone deaf i mean that native american oh yeah costume. oh yeah she by the way she issued a instagram notes app equivalent an uh, apology apology i can't believe that we're still doing it and i was glad that they left portia being like you're wearing what oh yeah she said i knew she was crazy but add lame to the list and add whack to the list <laughs> and portia just had a lot of great quotes oh, this episode you're right Julia. all right time for dallas ha. All right, you guys, Dallas, kind of a scattered episode, but I do want to start off by saying like, yeah, that was very nice that Stephanie donated those lockers. I did think it was weird that the whole school flooded and she gave lockers to just the sports team, specifically just football and whatever girls locker room that was kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Also, she kept calling them needy schools. The private jet they took to the school was also a tough <laughs> It was all just kind of off. That could have bought more lockers. Yeah. Yeah. They could have put all of the lockers in the hall for the book bags. Could have they gone could have school. given that school its own private jet. 
with lockers in it. <laughs> Do you know what it kind of felt like? It felt like trading spaces, like, and here's some bullshit that you don't need, like lights underneath with this giant picture of each yeah. of you above yes. your lockers that I probably agree. cost a now, shit ton of money. I completely agree with that, and I didn't want to be too much, uh, I didn't want to be a real bitch about this. But also because I, I don't, maybe I'm not the most familiar with like a sports locker room. But that football team's locker room did not, they don't, that didn't look like a, a good locker situation. It the was way, tiny. It was tiny. They, their actual like suits were like on top of the lockers themselves. You have to get that, like a step stool. <laughs> yeah. It was very presentational. Sorry, Stephanie. This is a very nice thing. <laughs> no, but that was a good trading spaces comparison. Yeah. It only has to look good yeah, for the exactly. camera crew, and then it can yeah. go to shit. That's what mm-hmm. it felt. It doesn't look real to me, and people online are kind of agreeing with us. Okay, good. It was especially bad because who do we see later on in a different franchise? Dolores, who actually does charity work and doesn't do anything big about it, gets a tight like it's an award, a little tiny party for it. Like, okay, so Dolores actually does charities and is being recognized by the Breast Cancer Awareness Foundation. Like, yeah. that's real. I bought 10 lockers and made it so they can't put their backpacks in them because I had this giant blow-up picture of the players. Elizabeth, I'm sure Stephanie can have Travis make her a little tiny locker award. <laughs> I'm sure she can have something to put on Who I realized this week looks like, uh, like a Brolin brother. He looks like Josh Brolin. And now I can't, now whenever I yeah, see him, he looks like a good. Berlin. All right, I'm going to have to go on my Stephanie hate train and I'm going to have to take us to our next stop, which is y'all need to be nicer to Tiffany. She threw such a good party. And instead of saying, wow, that was a good party, they're like, I guess anybody's tra- trainable. That's Cam. But I was realizing who was talking a ton of shit about Tiffany's parties? Brandy and Stephanie, who are the only yeah, who are the girls. only two cast members who have not thrown a party this season. Well, Stephanie did co-host, and the Brandy show. was poisoned at the last. Tiffany <laughs> <party>. <laughs> All right, we did do a lot of Deandra discovery. I feel like this episode, I've learned a lot about the brother situation. One, the brother. I feel like we may have heard this before, but it really sunk in that the brother and the stepmom. Mm-hmm. To Deandra's father. So Deandra got all the money. Yes. But his wife is still alive? Yeah. She said there were two wills. Yes, but that Simmons name got her a will win. I think oh, that's, that Simmons name bought her a better lawyer. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yes. And I know that she's thinking like, oh, it's because I changed my name. He felt like it was disrespectful to the yeah, father. Yeah, it was like an share. honorary thing. <laughs> no, it's yeah, all about the sure, money, honey. Sure. It has nothing. It was getting in court and saying to the brother, your mother, who is currently married to our father, doesn't deserve any I'm of this money. It. Just me, who's very financially taken care of, really, really needs it. And, and then, then in a it. very petty move, she took away her middle name, which was D, her mom's name. <laughs> Fact for Her this name episode. is Deandra D. D. Simmons. <laughs> yes. Look at me. I'm Deandra oh, D. Perfect. I gotta give a shout out to Deandra because she is ready to confront Brandy about saying that she's not a good Christian. It's she brought a prop 
she brought a little necklace they had all been given so they can talk to spirits. She pulls it out. We all have one of these just to prove it. The pendulum. Brandy, I don't want to hear it. I don't I don't know why she's pushing it because I don't really feel like she believes her whole you're not a good Christian because you meditated and we didn't pray before. So Deandra's evidence is, Brandy, how can you say that when we went and had a seance and you said you talked to spirits your whole life? And Brandy's response was, yeah, but that's real. Like, I don't make that choice. They talk to me. I'm like, okay, let's just stop this conversation right here. <laughs> We're done. Never mind. Put the pendulum away. You I didn't want choose this life. It was so like, I don't really know where talking to ghosts goes into like the religiousness, but it was so weird when... She was telling Deandre, you can't be doing this with your shaman because it opens the door to let the devil in. <laughs> Whereas if she's hearing spirits, I said that door is already wide open. Are you open. saying Brandy <laughs> might be the devil herself? I think I... <laughs> Can you get that on record? <laughs> she's the devil. All right. I got one final thought before right. we wrap it up. I have to revoke my Detective Doty Award from Cam, who I gave it to the other week. Because she is bragging about how she has never seen a utility bill. Forgetting Mm -hmm. that online banking and direct deposits are a thing. So I don't think anybody's actually seeing a utility bill. And she thinks that she cannot be involved in any finances regarding her house, but then go and purchase a new one. It's like, if you can't pay the $200 to keep your water running, well, how are you going to spend $7 million? I wouldn't involve you either. Well, I think we get to experience that next time. I'm excited. I love the escalation of that, though, for being like, I I haven't seen an electric bill since I got married. To like moments later, I haven't seen a bill in my life. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't have her own credit card. Did you guys catch that? that she, well, she has her credit card, but he gives her yes. money yeah, for yeah, yeah. it. She has to justify all expenses. Yeah, he monitors her card. He has like a purchase alert because he's calling her every time yeah, she spends yeah. a certain amount of money. And I would say that sounds like, ooh, financial abuse. But I think that Knowing this is her. more of a parent situation where he's like, these are training I would wheels. also say that Louis Vuitton's vet bills must have gotten too high. <laughs> is that how we do to do it? Yeah. All right. I am too excited to not just move us on over to Jersey. Wait, wait, wait. We almost forgot. In fact, the show almost forgot about Jen. Oh my god! She showed up again. (laughs) You know what we did see though? Jen's ass. Her little flirty skirt. We saw her ass like four times. Okay, somebody pointed out the first thing online, which is we found out that she doesn't like her vagina. The only line she had this is that she's (laughs) getting a labiaplasty, which I think is like. So, and we That's what I was going bush. to bring up. That is the only thing the editors have allowed her to like say about herself. She has said That's three like lines we know about, about her. her vagina. That's it. That's it. All right. Time for Joyzy. Sure. All right. New Joyzy. I have to answer some podcast questions, meaning Alex and I had questions the other day. Um, so Frank and Dolores have been divorced for 20 years. What? <laughs> I just I just dropped my phone violently <laughs> at this thing that I could have just easily looked up myself. <laughs> Alex and I were speculating about it, and so we cut it out of the last pod because we're like, we should probably just Google it. And I did, and I was also shocked. So they had their children. The youngest child was two. Both of those children that we saw are both Frank and Dolores's. 
Yes. And yet they're still making jokes as they roam around the kitchen and the house they live in together about him bending her over the sink. So that in was theory, insane. they haven't had sex in 20 years, but I think this might be a revisit situation. I've had a very clear idea of who Frank is in my mind so far this season, and then that one joke kind of altered everything for me. I loved it. That I love Frank. I know that yeah. you guys know this about me, but I am a huge polygamy fan. I love Sister Wives. I love any polygamist documentary, and I think that this might be the most successful polygamist relationship I've ever seen on television. Do you think they're having sex? I think only two of four of the wives on Sister Wives are still having sex with Cody. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. She's certainly more emotionally involved with Frank than David. Definitely. Yeah. Did you guys notice that David walks into the house, immediately checks the time, and then says, I gotta go soon? Yes. He's not around much longer all right my other little piece of info is something that should have been way obvious to us remember when we were so confused about Teresa's tagline starting over never tasted so good i've i've said while watching it out loud that's the worst tagline i've ever heard yeah pineapple oh that's confirmed that that's a reference to that that's 100 percent what that is yeah right yeah, she had that whole scene about how she makes her vagina taste good because of the pineapple. Okay. And she's eating pineapples any chance she gets. She talks Still. about peaches. <laughs> she's... Still, the tagline doesn't make sense. <laughs> they say it's never too late to start over, and I say t- starting over never tasted so good. It makes so I, total I, sense I, now to me. <laughs> but she's not tasting it. doesn't really it. make sense. Unless she is tasting it, in which case good for her. She's tasting the pineapple. It's a double. She's tasting the pineapple and she's hoping somebody tastes her peach, as she would put it. Oh, okay. I, I'm, I'm just saying, starting over never tastes so That's just like not a phrase people say. So I mean, no. it's still not a good phrase. <laughs> um, anyway, so going we on. We finally have Jackie and Teresa in the same house. Oh, and I would, I'm going to, I'm going to do a little, not my award for this week, but I'm going to sneak it in there. The Drew Petty Gift Award for Teresa, because Teresa gives a dildo to all of the women and she even gives one to Jackie and we're like, oh wow, she's trying to mint things. Flashback to Jackie saying, this is an olive branch. She can shove it up her ass. So what does Teresa get her? A sex toy. And tells her to shove it up her ass. Jackie erroneously calls it a dildo at one point, and Teresa has this, like, um, vibrator. I also love, like, the lead-up to that of, like, everyone asking each other, do you think, like, something's gonna happen? Do you think, like, there's gonna be a blow-up? And the people in Teresa's camp are like, oh, for sure, she's going to make a scene. And then the people in Jackie's camp are like, no, no, it's fine. What planet were they on to think that that wouldn't happen? I also (laughs) have a question, because most sex toys we see on Bravo are blurred. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're Teresa's ex-husband's company. Bravo-branded dildo. Right, but we were able to see them, and they were thrusting and moving and grooving. We saw all the action. It was making Joe Gorga sweat. Poor Joe. (laughs) Constantly tortured by this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Julia, I'm going to say probably because they weren't, like, super phallic, I think the dildos and, like, suction cup things that we've seen before are straight up, like, look like penises, and these are just pink rounded again th- this was a vibrator a yeah, vibrator not yes, a dildo. this was a vibrator julia that's the difference and they do call them massagers <laughs> ah so little kids watching the show wouldn't be able to catch on exactly <laughs> they would they would they would just kind of miss the part about this is gonna be the thing that children watch years later and, oh my god that's what the gorgas were talking about <laughs> 
Um, Teresa's blow up with Jackie. I knew it was coming, but I was really surprised it went that direction. When we started with a good prop, like I love with the vibrators, I thought it was going to go one way, but then it ended up with Margaret yelling at everybody and Jackie saying, can we please just move on? Very confusing. I am so <laughs> proud of Frank for being so loyal to Guy's Night. That, He's just sitting there shaking oh. his head. He's a really lovely man. Joe Gorga, too, just not talking. Margaret knows that her Joe, Joe B. fucked up. Oh, she's so Everyone mad at Everyone at table him. knows Joe B. fucked up. And Margaret's only defense to him is that Joe mixes up his words all the time. That's the best she could come up with. My favorite part is when she turns to Joe and says, did you lie? Is this true? And he goes, yes, I lied. I didn't say that. That never happened. Like he's just going to straight up deny it in a room full of people that heard him. Do we think that Margaret knows this rumor? Yes. Yes. I think so too. He he overheard her talking to someone who said this rumor, right? Yeah, she had a bunch of girls in the house. Yeah. Unless one of those girls was Teresa. <gasps> and it's like it's not two stories confirming it's the that same would be, story that'd be the funniest twist ever if he overheard her saying it and that'd be and the, incredible and i would say maybe it was Teresa because when Teresa finds out that joe b knows she says now that joe knows i'm kind of validated <laughs> Yeah, completely. Still missing the point of like <laughs> why this Teresa. is a bad, why this scenario is bad. I loved Frank saying when they're driving, it's revealed that like Joe B knows this information. When Frank says, "I find it hard to believe that he would say that," and Teresa's like, "You were, you were there." <laughs> Frank's just gripping that steering wheel. I can either confirm yeah, or deny it. if I was there, if I had ears, anybody who said anything. I'm very surprised with how chill Jackie is. She just kind of wants to move on and move forward. I think her, she, like the rest of the girls, realizes this isn't going anywhere. Well, it's and also, it's her life and her marriage we're talking about. Yeah, a lot of the girls are putting, like, shit on her. Like, Melissa's constantly saying, look, you're making her cry. And then she's like, no, I'm not. I'm not. crying. Like, everyone's, everyone's putting this on Margaret her. Margaret was doing the same thing. You're making her mm-hmm. upset. Stop talking. She's like, can we just change the subject? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel bad for her. All right, you guys. Summer house. Shaka. Okay, summer house. We got to start with the girls all naming who they would procreate with in the apocalypse. All of the ladies get hung up on Lindsay saying Luke when they should have been caught up on Hannah saying Kyle. Hate sex. Excuse you? Excuse you? Chills ran through my body. When Carl, such an easy choice. No, but that's Hannah's whole thing. She's so self-destructive. People were saying, hey, have they been together before? Is that her ex? Because she is so obsessed with Kyle in this weird way and so mad at him. And Mm -hmm. when she said Kyle and to repopulate the earth with, I was like, holy shit. Maybe. Maybe she's had a fat crush on Kyle this whole time and she's pissed. Interesting. I, I I cannot imagine a world where Kyle likes her. So. No. <laughs> but no, yeah, that was very earth shattering to me that she, but that's also, I don't like her. So I shouldn't have been surprised that she'd be as bold as to say something that insane at that moment. But Cut to Paige, Sierra, and Hannah talking and they're talking shit about Luke. And Paige says, this is what he does. Like, look, he wouldn't have sex with Hannah for whatever reason. And now he can't have sex with Sierra 
which I guess he wanted to. It's like, yeah, nobody wants to have sex with Hannah because she's crazy and really annoying. Duh. I don't think that's that big of a mystery page. I think that she was just being a nice friend in that. Yeah, but mm. yeah. I love Sierra's realization that she likes Carl when he helps her put something up in her room. There's something that I just, I don't whoa, know. Whoa, whoa, but was that just a pointed thing at Luke who was passing by them in that moment? No, For her I to go out of her way so. to be like, can you put this up? They're both. I'm personally rooting for Carl and Sierra. Sierra, I'm rooting too. for them as well. I think what she likes about him is that he's fucking nice and straightforward. Because she says, thank you, I really appreciate that. Because Sierra's very kind and that kind of person. And Carl goes, oh yeah, of course. Just let me know if you need anything. It looks really good in here. Like, he's just having a normal conversation. And I feel like every time Luke is in the same room with a person with a vagina, he has this weird manipulative way of talking. Well, Carl is a reformed uh, Luke. Yes. As we know. I gotta say, I, I thought this is one of the best episodes of the season if not the best one so far the pub crawl i love that such a good pub idea Pub crawl from room to room different themes this whole cast except i would argue luke can all embody a character and stick with that character for multiple hours while drinking they are all the best role players oh my I gosh i absolutely love it when amanda and sierra were in the club and they were asking Carl about how it felt to be Amish because he was still his Amish Pennsylvania boy. He was like, oh, yeah, it's I got to wait until marriage. But like, I'll give it all up for the right person. And looks at Sierra. He committed to the bit. He was yes anding them. Yes. And everybody put so much effort in. Carl cleared everything out of his room, put hay to be Amish Pennsylvania. I mean, even Sierra, who doesn't realize yet that this is a show with a budget, like, put effort forth with her construction paper. She put things all over the walls. Yeah, and Luke changed his LED lights to blue, and that was Minnesota. He put up a moose as well. <laughs> like, so lame. He puts in zero effort, and I think he's, like, gotten away with being semi-hot, so he's just shocked when it's not. He's not applauded for doing the bare minimum. Lindsay's Florida, I think, was my favorite. Do we think Lindsay has slept with Luke? No, but I think they've done everything but. Oh, interesting, Elizabeth. I'll have to consider that. I do not think that they have. It does. This doesn't complicate things because I think Luke likes the idea of people thinking that they've slept together. So that's why he's being coy about it. You think that's why he didn't say no? But I don't think they have. He like likes people thinking that he's like had multiple conquests, you know? I think that Lindsay has given Luke two blowjobs because two. she said in her confessional, I fucked Luke like Hannah fucked Luke. We know that Hannah's made Luke come twice. Oh. I took that as that they didn't have sex, but that actually backs up not only what Julia is saying, but also what I'm saying. That Anyway, that's my... Julia, my Julia, Julia. Yes. Interesting. Wow. Shout out to Sierra for being the clearest communicator I have ever seen on reality television. Holy smokes. Luke's also a piece of shit because he said that he thought the summer was going to be having a beer with Hannah and riding a bike with Sierra. <laughs> he admitted to everything that everyone has been saying this whole time. Yeah, and the whole drama that is going on at the end of this episode, he's already admitted to in a confessional at the top of the episode, which is him playing girls. I'm sorry. And another shitty thing that Luke does that adds to his laundry list of reasons why I don't like him is that he thinks Sierra doesn't like him because another girl told her not to, meaning he doesn't think that Sierra is smart enough 
to look at his actions and say no right. thank you he's like Hannah no, no, no. ruined my whole summer there's no way that she would have ever done that if Hannah just told her she listened to her it's like that's implying that Sierra is so stupid she can't think on her own she didn't yeah. watch you scream at a girl repeatedly on multiple days and make her cry I wouldn't want to date you either do we agree with the nine o'clock rule that you can't text a girl after nine unless it's a yeah booty call because I was surprised how Carl jumped to saying yeah that's a rule. Well, because I think it depends on like the specific person, you know. And I think if it's a nine an after nine p.m. text from Luke, absolutely, that's okay. Out Julia, of the okay, Alex and I are different genders. If I text Alex, hey, can we record at three thirty tomorrow instead of at five, and he texts yeah after nine, that's nothing. If I text, hey, you up? You want to watch a movie? That's different. Uh, and we have or seen... FYI, the rumors are not true. <laughs> Just text to Sierra. <laughs> Again, he thinks text. Sierra is stupid enough to listen to Paige and Hannah, who said, we heard from a psychic who DM'd us on Instagram. They might have slept together. Well, listen, the psychics in Bravo shows carry a lot of weight. And take it from someone who's been going through Roni from the beginning and who has watched all Vanderpump, psychics play a very big role in Bravo shows and they're to be believed and trusted. So I understand the root of this drama (laughs) and I understand why this seemingly insane thing to base this on is being taken at face value. I think Luke is a shit, but I was bummed how Carl went about confronting him because Carl was in the right, but he kind of right. made himself. You know, look like I a think dick. with that, I think we maybe missed a few steps. I think maybe a few scenes were omitted, or like that we didn't catch what like truly built to that moment. Because that was insane. It really is a sort of an out of nowhere. I'm going to confront this dude for being shitty. I think we just like missed the build up to that because he says mm-hmm. when he's sober before, like, oh, we need to have a conversation with him because I used to be like that, and I realized that my actions had consequences, and I was hurting people, and I was just being ignorant to their pain. How do you go from that just screaming at someone like, you're just a dick, you just control people? You make a good point, though. He said that when he was sober. This is the first time we're seeing him maybe drunk this season. And also we know that he has a hard time with alcohol. He's also in a super dark place. Uh Uh-huh. Kyle is so great as a supporting cast member. I realized that this episode, when he's just like a goofy supporting guy and he's not like the focus of drama or anything, he's incredible. I loved Mm -hmm. him in this episode. All right. I think it's time for awards, but I do have to point out Kyle loves peeing outside, and all the boys like having their shirts off when they're together. That's right. <laughs> they like having push-up contests, seeing how sweaty, very fun, the erotica for Girls us. Girls versus boys, shirts versus skins. All right, awards. All right, awards. I am going to kick us off with a Brandy from Dallas I've Got Friends on the Other Side Award. Named after a song from a certain Disney, uh, Princess and the Frog, referring to friends on the other side of our realm. Randy, of course, talks to spirits. While our friends Amanda and Paige put a lot of weight on what a psychic that they've never met who DMs them on Instagram. I thought maybe they were doing like a Venmo transaction thing where they were like paying her to get little updates. No, this rando just sends them messages every once in a while, apparently on their podcast quite a bit as well. So congratulations, ladies. Have fun with the spirits. 
Also, how Hannah not to pay. Or cite this information. I like that they were treating it like fact when they could have gone up to Lindsay and been like, hey, a psychic said that you slept with Luke. Is it true? They could have all laughed and probably gotten the truth. Again, you underestimate how valid these opinions are in this Bravo universe. Alex, your award? All right. We all know Candace from Potomac was in a great movie this past holiday season called The Christmas Lottery. So my Christmas Lottery Award goes to Candy from Atlanta for her future film, Envy, A Deadly Sin Saga, that will be on (gasps) Lifetime on April 17th. Which we will be covering. That's right. That's what I'm saying right now. This is a surprise to both my co-hosts. We're going to have a full episode about this movie. (laughs) I'm so excited. Okay, right now, who's going to be a better actress, Candace or Candy? Because Candace was held her own. Oh, Candy. Oh, I think Candace, maybe. We'll see. Oh, no. Candace has the advantage of Christmas Lottery being like a goofy Christmas movie. Candy's in this like erotic drama. I don't know how she's going to play it. Alex, I hear you. I see you. But I'm also going to say Candy's been a performer before. Not Mm -hmm. like a Bravo performer, but like actually had a career in showbiz. So, mmm. We'll see. I'm so excited. All right, Julia. My award is... The Receipts from Monique's Receipt Binder Award. And that goes to Deandra, who brought the pendulum to the party to shove in Brandy's face that Brandy was also going against the Christian belief. That moment's so satisfying because when we were all complaining, like, why didn't she say that initially? Mm-hmm. When Brandy brought all this up, it's like the, the, the payoff was so good. I mean, oh, yes. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me. And our next episode will be a very special episode because we will be all together. I'm so excited to see y'all in person. Live studio audience. Together we will share the wine. (gasps) (gasps) So you do know the song. (laughs) You can catch new episodes of the Don't Be All Like Uncool podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcast and Podbean. You can also follow us on Instagram at like uncool podcast. Remember to rate, review, subscribe, and mention it all. 